What's going on, everybody? It is Friday, August 21st, and you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I am your host, Zoe, aka Father Zoe, aka Southside Zoe, aka Five Games in a Row Zoe. With me, as always, are my two hosts, Mr. Aldo Soto. Zoe, I cannot wait for the completely rational discourse <laughs> that we're going to have for the next three games for the Cubs and Sox. Chat's going to be lit. Uh, and the good Reverend Cape Fitz. I don't even know what the White Sox are going to do when they look across the other dugout and see a team, not the Royals or the Tigers, that they might actually try and beat. Oh, oh okay. We're starting right out of the gun. I, I, got, I, I brought my, I brought some grenades. We're starting right out of the So we're going to obviously talk a lot about Cub Sox. Cubs had a good week. Sox had a little bit better week. Uh, sound is good, apparently. And uh, we're going to get into all that. You're probably going to hear a lot of moaning. That's the 100-pound baby sitting on my lap, a.k.a. Zeus. The other moaning is not, though. Yes. That, <laughs> oh, the mailman already came? With all that being said, it's Thursday. Let's tap this. Or it's Friday. Let's tap this keg. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantes or the whole league that we here now. New show with a new move. Discussions and interviews. Straight rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. As always, the show is brought to you by SportsMockery, SportsMockery.com. Make sure you go and download the app, turn on the push notifications so you can know the first when the Cubs make a huge trade. Um, <laughs> that got him. So, really good week this week. Uh, we're recording this Thursday afternoon. White Sox just destroyed the Tigers uh, to complete a four-game sweep. Sox are on a five-game winning streak. I really wish we could just keep playing Detroit over and over again. Um, that Three more, be, right? Yeah. That would be pretty sweet. Um, but, yes, as Aldo put down in the thing down there, uh, obviously we do have the Cubs Sox coming up. Uh, so we're going to be talking about show wagers, so we're going to have to get that going. So leave us a comment. Let us know what you think about that. And just uh, as a heads up, don't don't mention possibly me naming Zoe's yeah. uh, firstborn child. That's not going to work for little Bartholomew. <laughs> yeah, baby Zoe's off limits. Little Bartholomew. Um, yeah, so where to start? Well, let's start with the socks. That's I mean, we got to start with like best fucking player in baseball. <laughs> yeah, and we're talking about – that guy they should have traded. Ian Happ. Nicky Delmonico. Um, dude, Tim Anderson. Look at Zeus is pumped. He's like, Tim Anderson? He's jacked. So Tim Anderson, hottest player in baseball right now. I mean, granted, and before the comment starts from the Cub listener base or just people that don't like TA, I get he just destroyed the Tigers. But what do good players do? They destroy bad teams. 
You know what I mean? That's that's what separates a playoff team from a non-playoff team is a playoff team wins the games they're supposed to win. And if you've been a Sox fan for a, you know a long time, I mean, shit, let's call it the last ten to fifteen years, the Sox don't always haven't always been taking care of business in their division against the Royals, against the Tigers, you know, against those bad Indian teams and those bad twin teams even. Uh, twins were never really bad. But this is something, if you're a Sox fan, you need to be encouraged to see. Like, you need to – it's it's a very good thing to see the White Sox beating a shitty Detroit team and beating them handily too. Like, they they didn't just squeak by. They've been smoking them. And it, it, was, it was really good to see. There was a – whole mess of positives that came out of this. Um, Dane Dunning looked really good in his debut. Um, he's already good enough to get him a one-way ticket back to Schaumburg, but I think that's temporary, but we'll get into that in a minute. But um, Dylan Cease always looks good against the Tigers. Lucas Giolito just straight up did some ace shit on Thursday. Uh, career high in strikeouts, and you could tell uh, – Okay, 2016, fine. You got me the real so, roasted. It's good. No, it's good. It's good. It's good. Uh, we have real-time fact-checkers now. We don't have to yes. be uh, week, uh, week part <laughs> to get part. It's good. Uh, the reason why I said the Twins were never really bad is because all I can think about is Joe Maurer. Fucking Maurer. Um, you mean Mark Pryor? No, Joe Maurer. Well, I know. They, they and then that before Pirates. Yeah. Joe Maurer just destroyed the White Sox. But um they take care of business. Pitching, starting pitching looked fantastic. Bullpen is like this incredible creature right now that's getting stronger by the game. Like it's it's fantastic to see. As long as Steve She Shed doesn't come anywhere close to the the, the mound. You know, you know what? So I'm not even going to correct you on his name because he doesn't deserve his name. No, she said. No, it's a she <laughs> said. Um, it's it's. I think it's a whole, like every time he comes into a game. I think he came in a, when it was tied on Wednesday, which was like wild. all of Sox's Twitter is just like shit, shit. Yep. Here we go. Here, here goes tie game. And I just I don't understand like what was the purpose when you have everyone literally every other arm in your bullpen is on top of their game, you bring in the worst player on your bullpen during a tight. I don't know. It was just, it didn't make sense to me. Um, yeah. So the pitching, the pitching's fine. I'm not worried about the pitching at all right now. I mean, the starting pitching, obviously the depth and the rotation, which we'll get to in a minute, but I'm just talking about this, this series in particular. Um, I mean, it kind of all starts with Tim Anderson. Lead-off home runs in two straight games. Hits another home run on Thursday. He's working counts. hes I don't think he's ever seen the ball better than he's seen it right now. I mean, there's that great clip now of him anticipating off-speed and mm-hmm. right before the pitch shifting up. And I do need to address something when I bring that up because the funniest thing, White Sox Dave tweeted out the video of it. And, you know, it was a cool thing. It's a great thing. It shows how, you know, he's matured in the plate and everything. And all of a sudden, he just gets hit with all these comments. All White Sox are stealing signs. Let's let's talk about this for a second. If the White Sox were stealing signs, either one, they're really, really shitty at it, or two, 
if they have to steal signs to be not make the playoffs in the last 10 years or whatever it is, they're, they're not doing it right. Maybe it's uh, your <laughs> the new uh, hitting coach. What's his name? Um, oh, the pizza man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His name. Huh? Yeah, I don't know. I can't pronounce his name. His name. Ideas from uh, Charlotte. I don't but he's I mean, seen- no, you say that, but I mean, I'm, this isn't me saying like, oh yeah, this sucks or uh, signs, but this just has to do with Tim Anderson, who apparently uh, is just great hitting uh, breaking pitches this season. Yes. That's like the thing. Like, I think most of those home runs against the Tigers this year, so so far, just been sliders low and in or just, you know, uh, destroying, uh, spinning, just breaking balls over the plate. So he's doing that. And like you said, Zoe. Good teams beyond the shitty teams, and you know last year, last week when they went to Detroit, lost that first game. We all said you can't can't be Kevin just left. Bye, Kev. All right, bye. Uh, <laughs> the, the damn, now we're not gonna have like any trash talk for the Cubs. No, he'll uh, be right back. <laughs> uh, no, but so but we said immediately. I mean, I think the Tigers were like nine and five or something, but like mm-hmm. we knew that that was all like smoke and mirrors. Tigers were bad, they, and I think they've now lost nine games in a row. Starting with like last week after the Dallas Keuchel speech. Yeah, no, the Tigers are Tigers not, are trash. This is what yeah. you do, Tim Anderson. Like I told you the chat earlier in the day, like uh, the 2016 season for Chris Bryant when he went when he won MVP, he had like a fourth of like his power numbers were just against the Reds, and mm-hmm. uh, now like Tim Anderson, I think he has like I think it's now six home runs, nine RBIs, and like 20 runs scored. Like five of those home runs are against the Tigers. It's like eight of those RBIs are against the Tigers. And I think like 12, 12 or 13 of the runs that he scored the season against the Tigers. This is what you do. You set the table, beat on the bad teams, and then you get to the measuring sticks. You get to the you get to the good teams, and you just want to what, – what do we say? You just want to compete. You want to be good. You know, they haven't really – got to let Kevin back in. He just texted me, messaged, and messengered me. <laughs> and then you have to – Kevin's back. Uh, it's like the te- the teams that are actually good. You want to compete and then see what you do, what what you get against those teams. You know they've the tw- they've struggled against the Twins and Cleveland. You know we all know how. I my favorite word to sh- describe the the Brewers just annoying. Obviously they had some trouble with that pitching staff, but another good test. And I mean, the Sox right now, the Cubs and Sox. The beauty about this series right now, yeah, there's probably going to be like the world is going to end if the series goes horribly wrong for one side. Uh, this season or this uh, this weekend, but the beauty of this season is both these teams. I mean, they're pretty much locked into the playoffs. The A the AL has like uh, the White Sox. No, no, because no, look at the teams behind them. The teams behind them are the Orioles and like who else? AL stinks, right, Zeus? <laughs> Zeus agrees. Who's who's that? Like, who's the the darn UPS man has the audacity to come to my front door. I mean, and Zoe, forget about just like getting into the playoffs. The Sox are only like a game and a half back behind in the division. No, yeah, no, and I really think that in this short, short season that we've seen so far, that Sox team that played the Twins in the first series of the year is not the team we're seeing right now. It seems like they're clicking more. Um, there's been a couple pep talks from different players. McCann kind of alluded to it in his post-game interview on Thursday. Um, And I'm kind of chomping at the bit here to see the White Sox play against these good teams again. I mean, don't get me wrong. I absolutely love watching them 
beat up on the Detroit team, but never apologize. No, I remember saying in 2016, people were like, "Oh yeah, like just beating up on the Reds and like the like that's when the Brewers were still bad." And it's like, you know what? I wish that the Cubs can play like the Reds in the NLCS. That would be amazing. Yeah, oh, be just, like beautiful to watch. It's the dumbest criticism though. Like it's okay. It's our fault that we. What do you want us to do? Lose? Like what else? What do you? Oh. You beat the teams you gotta this- beat, and then you. You go and you split with the teams you should, and that's called winning a regular season. Anybody that says, like, I hate when I hear that about anybody right now, you haven't played anybody. Screw you, okay? You know what? You played enough. You played who you play. It's on the schedule. Stop. Right. It's by the way, it kind of sucks to be in the West. They're a little bit better, but by the way, so this is what I'm saying is I guarantee for the Sox. There are only seven teams that are above 500. The Sox are one of them, and they're 15 11. They have right now. So they're behind Cleveland, Minnesota, Tampa Bay, the Yankees, and Oakland. The next team after them is Houston. Yep. Okay. And then after that, everyone's 500. Baltimore. Yep. That's Baltimore. And then everyone else is below 500. You see how bad 500 is? Behind. Jose Altuve is hitting like 108. Or, hey. Not, not the greatest look. No, not a very good look <laughs> at all. Um, no, and I, I mean, I, I guess just as a – a lifelong Sox fan and someone who is just prone to getting his heart stomped on by this team. I will never say they're a playoff lock by any means, but, um, come on. No, it's looking really good. And <laughs> especially so TA in the leadoff spot right now in 66 at bats, he's batting 379 with six home runs, 10 RBIs, three stolen bases with an OPS of 1.172. All right, and I think if anybody – I don't think anyone's questioning him being a good leadoff man, but I'm seeing this huge – it's not even like a step, like a leap forward from him with regards to his plate approach. He seems like he's seeing the ball way better. He's way more patient. And the proof's in the pudding where we saw in the game in Detroit where he took – in the leadoff, first at bat of the game, he took ten pitches, and on the tenth pitch, he hit a home run. Um, I mean, I know he's he in loves- he's in the zone right now. He, he really is. He's just he's in the zone. He's, and again, he's like killing breaking pitches. Like he's taking those sliders, he's making the adjustments, and he's just killing breaking balls right now. Yes, and I mean, this White Sox team, for the most part, is built to hit bombs. I mean, if you look at this lineup top to bottom there it's weird for me that they went back to back to back to back and i was just kind of like eh, it was only a matter of time like it wasn't like this like oh my god this is an amazing feat which it is it, it's only happened what like nine or ten times in the history i, I think that was the 10th time yeah and the weird thing is it's only the white Sox and the nationals are the only two teams that have ever done it but Twice. it's happened. yeah but um when they did it, I kind of was just like, well, look at this lineup. Like, yeah. At any minus the bottom, maybe two two spots in the lineup, mm-hmm. every guy on this team can go yard at any time. Yeah, one through uh, like one through seven, yeah. And, I mean, Tim Anderson, obviously, he's coming off a batting title, but if he's added the power and the plate discipline to his game, which it looks like he has so far, whoo. That's, I mean, I know there's no all-star game this year, but he's an all-star shortstop. We've, and we've talked about, obviously, the transformation. And, you know, we talked about the BAPIP. If it was just going to be a one-year fluke, what would he regress to? Mm-hmm. 
if this is just Tim Anderson, and again, it's not with his hitting, he's still hitting the ball hard. So like, if that's just going to be consistent, if this is just Tim Anderson now going forward where he's going to maintain a 390 bat pip, that that's just him every year now. Yep. So ten, number one, one of the greatest transformations ever because Tim Anderson was a below average hitter for three full years. Mm-hmm. And two, what a fucking win for the White Sox. Because they're, yep. they're paying, um, what is Because he signed that early contract. He signed um, that big contract extension. Mm-hmm. And they I think he signed through 2024, I think. Yep, he signed through 2024. He's making $4 million this year. Uh, next year, the extension pops in. So he makes 7 2, then 9 5, then 12 5, then 14 in 2024. And he's uh, UFA in 2025. One of the greatest transformations that we've seen in Chicago baseball. Yep. And, you know, everybody shits on Han and the White Sox front office, and they do do some really stupid shit. Every front office does. But they've hit, you know what I mean, with some of these young big contract extensions. And, I mean, we got Eloy sitting at eight home runs right now. He's right up there in the league leaders. I think Tatis is the lead leaguer with 11 now. Mm-hmm. But Eloy's right there, hit another bomb. And well, hold on, I'll get to a lawyer in a minute. I'm getting off. And Aldo pointed out the other day, you guys are killing lefties, killing, right. killing them, killing them like two eighty. I do want to say, I do want to say, with all this being said, so how much do you factor in that this is against Detroit? Uh, I got a stat for you if you want. Even though that impressive coming against Casey Myers, because Casey Myers looked fucking disgusting, and then you guys eventually did get to him. Yeah, so did their other kid that they debuted. That they, 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 it's terrible. Yeah, he, but Mize. I guess, I guess he was one of their other top prospects. Mize had a nice little welcome to the show moment when he threw a, a cement mixer to Edwin, and Edwin went on to put it onto Shields. Yo, Edwin's second home run, though, on Wednesday was a bomb. Holy shit. Did you see? He was in awe. He stood at the plate like, oh, what did I just do? Yep, and White Sox fans, <laughs> you're welcome because. This is another example of me deciding to open my fat mouth about a player because I tweeted out something because his, his average exit velo was like 80 miles an hour. It was worse than Danny Mendix. You wanted him out of the lineup. Yeah, I was like, is it time to maybe shake things up a little bit or whatever? And how does he respond? Two Bam. bombs. Two moonshots, um, which is great. You know, Edwin is a notorious slow starter. I just got a little bit worried that in this shortened season, you don't really have the luxury of having a slow start. So I'm glad to see him pick it up a little bit. Um, Good for the Tats. I got a question, though. So they played 25 games, right? Yep. They played the Tigers how many times? How many games? Six, seven? Seven. Seven. Yep. I just, yeah. Okay. So what I'm pulling up here, they've scored one third of their run totals for the season in those seven games against the Tigers. Stay hot, kid. Don't, don't. I mean, and then when I pull up the Royals, it pushes that thing to almost half of your run scored this year have been against those two teams. Doesn't say anything other than beating it. Like you go out and you handle your business. Right. That's, that is 100% perfect. That's what you expect from a team that is trying to break loose of, of, a culture that previously was a losing culture. Yeah. And I mean, that's why I brought it up in the beginning. The, that first series against the twins, the first series against the Indians, the bats were a little dormant. Um, and then, I mean, we had the now almost kind of over talked about speech from Dallas Keuchel. 
um, and things have kind of rallied from there. Um, I really expect this. I mean, obviously, I'm not talking about nine to eleven runs every game, but I, I think I'm in my right to expect a high level of run output from this offense because if you look at this lineup they should be scoring runs no like what you expect is because i think it was that that game when they hit four home runs in a row was on sunday against the cardinals and i think it was still a close game mm-hmm. when they did it and that's like when they broke the game wide open at any point they can just go off so like yep. yeah like so fast we, too we yep. always talk about like in these new day and age of baseball there's you know managers are going to go to the bullpens and who's coming out of the bullpens now guys were throwing like 100 miles per hour no, it is hard to make just get a series of hits to bring in runs. So when you have the ability to slug, just hit home runs, and like, bam, you go from a tie game to you scored three runs, mm-hmm. just like that in an instance. That's great, and that's what the Sox have. And I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I compared it. I mean, obviously they're not as great as a team, but I don't know if you guys remember in the second Blackhawks run. Like there was a part of the season where like they won a bunch of games in the third period, but it was one of those things where no matter how many goals they were down, you didn't turn off that game because at any second they could just stack goals. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this White Sox team is just that. Like all, although just like you said, at any given time, this team could throw up a, an eight-run inning. You know what I mean? It's just, and with the way this bullpen has been, way exceeding expectations. I mean, this is a good – It's. I'm starting to really – I know I say it all the time, and I've always wanted to believe it, but I really think I'm actually starting to believe it, that this team has the tools to not only just make the playoffs, because I don't think making the playoffs should be like, that was a good season, that was good. But I think they can actually make a run. In your division, because otherwise, who cares? You were like the seventh team. Yeah, I mean, except for that last part, but <laughs> I, I mean, making the playoffs is great. But I know it's an extended format and everything like that. But yeah, for the for me to consider this season a success, I need them past the first round of the playoffs. By the way, I think it's I sound like an idiot because I think it's Ken W O. It's Ken W O, but yeah. fuck him. My apologies, but not <laughs> Sorry, really. I love you, Ken. <laughs> um, but, but okay, but saying that, mm-hmm. how? I mean. We, we talk about like statement wins, statement series, and like at the end of the season, you look back and you can just form your own narratives after certain points. And like Absolutely. if you if you get the job done in the postseason, like you get the job done. If you don't, you don't. Right. But does it come to a point where you know, let's let's say the Sox lose the series against the Cubs, and it's like, well, can they not beat the better teams, or does that or does that not even matter right now? Does it just like just get through the season and see what happens? In the, play, in the playoffs. I think it's just, I mean, the journey is important, but the destination is crucial to me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't give a shit how they get there. They just need to get to the playoffs. And again, not to beat a dead horse here, but even if they get to the playoffs, this team's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Because if they get hot in the playoffs, because the way it's looking right now with this team, especially if they score just, a, you know, four or five runs early, this bullpen can come in and shut you down. I just say, is that is that the concern that you have? Like, look, because the Twins were the pride of your division last year, and they got their ass beat in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Well, Are you concerned not, that not just last playoffs, the playoffs before that, right. and, the and, every, before that. and they were putting up mass numbers too? Yeah, but they, the did they have yeah. a bullpen that could shut things down? The White Sox have something at the back end of every ball game that they can actually put those runs up 
and actually hold those runs as yes. opposed to the Twins, which the Twins had. A, I mean, their bullpen was what mid mid tier last year. They were just it, they had well, that, just, was, you know, the the Yankee, the that, that whole thing in the Yankee series was all right. They just need to get to the pen. They just yep. need to get to the pen. And as soon as they got to the pen, it was like here come the Yankees. <laughs> um, no, I agree with you one hundred percent. I think now I guess that kind of just circles it back to one of my two gigantic concerns with this White Sox team, and that's starting pitching depth. I mean, Lucas Giolito, like I said, did some serious king shit on Thursday. He went out there, and you could tell with Lucas Giolito after the first, like, two innings how the day's going to go. Thursday, he was hitting his spots, hitting the upper 90s on the fastball, but when he's coming off the mound, he's like, you know, and he's, like, got a little swag on the mound, and he gets in kind of like a rhythm. You'll watch him. He'll start rocking, like, back and forth because he gets in this rhythm. Um but you could also tell the flip side of that when he's out of rhythm and it's not good. And I think a big part of that, and I know people are going to, eh, is McCann catching for him. I mean, big, no, I don't think it's an, I think that's like most White Sox fans. Now. Right. <laughs> so I'm not really worried about Lucas Giglio. I'm not worried about Dallas Keuchel at all. He's exceeded my expectations for this season. He's been knock on wood. Just he's been the former Cy Young winning vet pitcher that they wanted him to be. Now, it's after that where it gets a little interesting. Dylan Cease has been pitching pretty well. Um, his strikeouts are down, though. His ground balls are down. He still loves to give up that one fucking home run. <laughs> he can't get away from it. He has to give up that home run before he starts going. Um, I think for the most part, his stuff's been good. Uh, after a little couple bouts with dealing with accuracy issues, in the first couple games, it seems like he's got that under control. Was it his last start or two starts ago? He didn't walk anybody. Oh, I remember. I don't know. But for him to just have a like a, a game where he went out there and threw six straight and didn't walk anybody is very good for him. And then what? You know what I mean? Now now we're at, okay. Um, Dane Dunning. Dane Dunning looked very good. Curveball looked right. That change was filthy. Uh, apparently, he's a ninja. Did you do you see those? Dude, he took a 105 exit velo ball right back to him. Um, Where did he go to college? Oh, I thought, never mind. No, no, that's Foster, dude. That's Foster. I was thinking Foster. Yeah, that's why I, I was confused as hell when you tweeted that at me. I was like, wait, that joke's not about Dane Dunning, Cup. <laughs> ah. everybody. Where did they go to college? Uh, but so Dane Dunning, okay. Uh, I guess we got to see what Raylo looks like when he comes back. He's, I guess, close to coming back. I, sorry to all the Raylo stands out there because there there is a good chunk of White Sox Twitter, but I have about as much confidence as him as I do putting a milk bone in front of this hundred pound pit bull because <laughs> I don't think he's going to be what he is. Um, Gio Gonzalez. Great. No, he's a great. What do you call it when you, you go in there to pitch three innings and then the bullpen comes? Or opener. Opener. Great. great opener. I think that I think that might be their number five starter for the rest of the season unless something happens where Gio comes in as the opener and then you let that bullpen do its thing. And right now they have that bullpen. Uh prior to Alabama, Matt Foster's looking good. Man, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Three straight years now. So you got him out of nowhere. Cody Huar, 
out of nowhere. I mean, we expected it, but he's looking good. Birdie's just up that there. Birdie's just throwing gas. I just hope his arm doesn't fall off. <laughs> uh, he's looking like the guy that everyone's like, yep, this is, yep. This is the closer of the future. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then, I mean, hey, I'll get, I if you've watched the show or follow me on Twitter or anything, I always give credit where credit's due. I'll always admit when I'm wrong. But Big Ross, the boss, is looking like a snack out there on it from the bullpen and he can go, but see that was more of a guy that you can throw geo for three and then get Ross in there for two or three. And then you can turn it over to foster gun show and Coleman. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you can, that's that to me is sustainable, but I don't know how that's going to work in the playoffs. And I guess that kind of leads up to this last thing I want to talk about before we get into the whole Cubs Sox thing though, is, Although you brought it up earlier, the trade deadline's 11 days away. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you, do you think they make a move? Because right now the hot name is the big boy, Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn is Everybody the – Everybody wants him. Him and I'm going with my guy, Mr. Delicious. Dylan Bundy. Mr. Steal Your Girl. Yeah. <laughs> with um, – and I always – he has been beating this drum for about two seasons now. Bundy. I think they can get him. Um, I like what he's doing this year. Lance Lynn would obviously be a huge upgrade. Um, I've actually seen, I don't think it'll work out though. There's some other pitchers that are going to be free agents after this year that might be able to move. Um, what's the dude's name? I'm drawing blanks today. I apologize. Give me a team, though. Pitch for the Indians. He's on the Rangers now. Was the uh. side. No, well, it's not Kluber because he's hurt. Kluber, but he's hurt. He's hurt. He's not. I don't think he's gonna come back. Okay, so he's done, done. Yeah, I think he's done, done. Um, I don't know. They're oh, they. Quintana. You like Mike Clevenger? <laughs> Good. Um, Zach, Zach Booth. Unbelievable. Zach Booth. Um, I mean, there's there's options out there, and the White Sox have pieces that they can move. It's so weird though, because like I again, I think I've been saying it from the, before the season. I just don't, I don't see any big moves happening. I don't oh, see I, how it, I don't I, see how a team can give up anything worth of anything and be like, yeah, no, I feel great about that. That was my next point. Is we've said that kind of ad nauseum on the show mm-hmm. that with the COVID stuff, and now as we record this on Thursday night, the Mets Marlins game is postponed because someone on the Mets tested positive. Not our good buddy, but. So, I mean, it's still a thing. It's still going around. And I just mm-hmm. – different teams have different quarantine. Different teams have been enforcing it differently. We've seen with the Cleveland Indians. Are, and then, like, I start thinking, are the Indians going to trade Plazak? Are they going to trade Clevenger? Because apparently some of their veterans were like, don't resign me if you don't trade these guys. Like, is that going to happen? They're not going to trade them in division. You know, I, I would love Mike Clevenger. I think Mike Clevenger would be perfect for this team. Laid back dude, fun loving guy. He Piece of shit. Loves the city of Chicago. Loves super, the city of Chicago. <laughs> super spreader. Uh, what about Walker from Seattle? Did you mention him? I no, I didn't. But is Seattle going to be a seller? I, I mean, he's. I mean, I, mean, he, I think he's one of the top three arms available. I mean, he's. 
Yeah. He's got a one-year, $2 million deal. I mean... I remember Walker, the Cubs were interested in him, and I thought I thought they were going to sign him, but uh, I guess Seattle like, guaranteed him a spot in the rotation. It's something the Cubs can do. I actually just brought up something that I wanted to talk about, and I'm not happy that we're going to talk about this, but I want to talk about this. Rut row. Oh. Well, before that, we've been all uh, positive on the Sox, but I do have to yeah. ask. And this is actually a positive, because think about all the injuries that the Sox have had. A lot. They're 15 and 11. Just this week, Grandal missed like the past three games because he got a stiff back. Yeah, he'll be all right. Luis Robert has been out for two days, but they keep saying he's fine. But yeah, I mean, right. it's, it's the Tigers. But is he? Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> like a hand injury. We've seen hand injuries just fuck up. Right. And he's had a couple. Remember, because he, <laughs> he didn't know how to slide the last couple of seasons. He's, that's why he wears that yeah. stupid. Yeah, like, I remember his first pro year, he hit zero home runs because he heard his, he was coming back from a hand injury. I really think he's fine. I think he would have been in the lineup on Thursday if it wasn't Detroit. I think he's all right. Engel had a good game. But what I – well, actually, speaking of Luis Robert, I'm, I want to talk about something that's going to be – make me extremely unpopular. <sighs> Luis Robert might not win rookie of the year. Oh, he's, especially with this injury? With the injury and – Dude, Seattle blows. Their games are at like 11.30 at night in Chicago, so no one's really watching it. But Kyle Lewis is a stud. And I know there's going to be some people out there because I've already seen yeah, it. Any- Kyle Lewis was the door closing on Luis Robert's rookie. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, Kyle Lewis is betting. He's I'm betting, like a real-time soundboard right now. He's betting 351 with five home runs, 17 RBIs, two stolen bases, with a 947 OPS. Him and Luis Robert are one and two in everything. Like, it's interchangeable between the two. Um, obviously, the injury is going to hurt a little bit for Robert, but uh, – and also, if you're going to comment or tweet at me, I fully understand that the White Sox took Zach Collins two picks after Kyle Lewis. I know. Hey that. man, Zach Collins is Dane Dunning's personal catcher now. So I don't think that's going to happen ever again. But <laughs> I don't mind that they did it. But yeah, um, but yeah, I was looking. I was just you know like normal human beings do when I'm bored. Instead of like doing productive stuff, I look at baseball stats. <laughs> and I was like, damn, dude, this Kyle Lewis kid, he might Decent. take rookie of the year. Like so many times, you know, especially when Roberts you know, doing his thing and whatever, you're just like, oh, he's going to win rookie of the year. It's because no one pays attention to Seattle. No one does. The Mariners, yeah, the city of Seattle doesn't. Uh, I mean, if Lubov gets hot, though, in September, maybe. Sox, I mean, again, Sox are in the playoffs, so he's going to have that. going to have this. 35 games left? Kind of spotlight. Uh, hot yeah. streaks are hot streaks, man. We have such a short attention span as a society anyway. If he goes off for 10 days, people will be like, oh, he's got again. Like, oh, my God. Like, it'll, it'll be like, who? That's how I was. And then I, I sat down and looked at the stats, and I was like, wow, okay, Kyle Lewis, you know, have a season, bud. Um, that's why when you brought up the pitcher from Seattle, I was like, I don't even know anything about that guy. Well, and you know, the one difference between Kyle Lewis and Lou Bob is, too, is that Lou Bob is starting fresh. Kyle Lewis got to see 75 – you know, he had 75 plate appearances last year. This isn't his first – and in those, he had six homers and 13 RBIs in just that short little time. The kids got experience. So, like, he's one of those guys that you're going to – it's going to be hard to catch because he's not going to be – he's going to be three steps forward, maybe one step back, as opposed to, like, the 
the typical first year rookie kind of thing. He's not a first year rookie. He's an he's a barely barely rookie. And to your credit, Kev, because you called this out before a lot of people really bought into it, but Robert's still having a really hard time hitting that low slider, man. I mean, he's not laying off it. He swings on top of it. It's just if you hang it, he's gonna bang it. You know what I mean? Like he we saw that against Detroit, like he's gonna hit it very far, but it still looks better than Javi against the off speed. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin has a very big grunge with Javi Baez right no, now. No, no. I just think he's better he's he's best he's better suited right now just going for the plate with a toothbrush the way he's swinging it. But with Lou Bob, <laughs> it's beautiful like how he's he's again, we I talked about the two step forward, two step back. He's mm-hmm. back to the two step forward. Nothing helps that two step board better than a Tiger series, sure. But right. he's gonna do that. He's gonna go on these stretches where he's gonna he's gonna ad- adjust to what they're doing. He's gonna hit those mistakes and then they're going to bring it back and they're going to figure out a whole other way to approach him and he's got to play that chess match over it's going to be that it's it's that way your whole career the difference is the the real pros just they 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 make that quick adjustment and he was he was at the tail end he started making solid contact even at the end of that slump and you could see it starting to show up and he you know it sucks that he kind of got a little banged up but i think it was more or less they're being cautious with him because it was the tigers you've got a guy that is back on that upswing again he's on that upswing which is bad for the cubs Great for the Sox. Mm-hmm. I feel like this weekend he's gonna. It's it's how how could you not showcase and show off your 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 best and brightest in this kind of a series? I'm expecting him to kick ass this weekend. That's I'm I'm terrified to be honest. Well, you should be more worried about Aloy because Aloy loves sticking it to the Cubs and he's on fire right now. The Cubs should be terrified of the entire fucking lineup. <laughs> All they got to do is put a net in left field. We'll keep we'll catch him. <laughs> we'll drag him out of the ballpark. And, oh wait, you know, actually no. Boat. Kevin, Kevin, great point. Because the Cubs have that high wall in the field. Yeah, Aloy might die. Better watch out he, fucking break he's going to go to the bricks. Aloy might die. I'm very <laughs> nervous about Aloy. Take down that new scoreboard. You take down the whole left field wall. I'm very nervous about Aloy in a brick wall. Very nervous about it. But um, Running straight into the ivy, which is barely <laughs> protection enough. Oof. I want to grab Robert and just be like, listen, dude, I know it's cool. You can hit the piss out of a ball. I know home runs are cool and chicks dig the long ball. You are fast as fucking all hell. Just put the ball on the ground. Just put the ball on the ground. He's he'll hit infield singles, and he's a problem on the bases. You know, besides Tim Anderson, he's the only guy on the team that's stealing bases, and that's fine. That's all. I don't need anybody else trying to steal bases on this team. But um, it's he literally, he's the only other person with a stolen base. He just needs to keep the. I think he. Sometimes I feel like he's he's just trying too hard for that home run ball where if he throws a ball in the gap for him, that's a triple, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I think it's tough though. He's a free swinger. The dude is fantastic when he gets early in the count and when he falls behind in the count, he's terrible. He's Oh, Oh, two count, one, two count, two, two count. Look at those stats. It's really bad. You see him early in the count. And when he's ahead in the count, he is, he's destructive. He's really destructive on the first pitch of an at bat. If I'm, if I'm a pitcher in, 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 against him every time I'm throwing some sort of off-speed pitch, not even damn near sure. close to the zone. Yep. I'm not letting him. I'm just not. Cause he's coming out of his shoes. First pitch he's going, but I, you got to love that because I mean, why get yourself into an O2 count? Why, why wait? You no, know, I mean, you see passive guys waiting there. They get their heads caught. They're like deers in the headlight, you know, a deer in the headlight. He's not, he's going out there and he hits the mistakes. Well, he's still, when he's aggressive early, the thing is he's just got to capitalize early. Cause when he does get down on the count, Mm-hmm. I mean, you might as well stick a fork in him because he is done at that point. Like he's he's that's where he's struggling, but that's the progress that he needs to make. 
How do you shorten up in a two-strike count? Use your speed to your advantage. Punch one through. Even a ground ball deep in the hole at short is going to get you on. How do you do it? Figure that one out. And that's his next big glory step. Yeah. No, 100%. And like I said, he, he's a problem on the bases. He's one of the fastest players in the league. Just get out. I need him on base is what I'm saying. Um, so I guess the only other real thing I want to bring up about the White Sox is just, I mean, how hard is it to find a right fielder? Nicky Del Mott goes, oh, come on. I know what I said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, hey, no, no, no more. Mazzara had that great at bat in the first inning Thursday that kept the inning going. Got a ground yeah, ball. It's just, I don't know. Some of the stuff, some of the pitches he's swinging at make me shake my head. And then some of the pitches he's taking, I watched him on a one, two count. I think it was on, oh shit. It was either Tuesday or Wednesday. I'm sorry. All these days blend together now, but <laughs> He took like an 89-mile-an-hour fastball with no movement literally right in the middle, down the middle. And he just took it, looked at it, and was just like, eh. And I was how do you – I mean – Nomar – you know what Nomar is doing right now. Nora Mazzara is doing uh, what the White Sox, like the front office, hates, and that is having the fans be right. Because yep. most White Sox fans called it since the day they traded for him. They're like, you're trading for this guy? For this, like, just – kind of mediocre offensive player who can't really play right field. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> and that's what he's been so far. When, well, he's been a lot worse than mediocre. Right. But when the the roster's back to full health, and I mean, like you said, we are missing, like, we'll have Nick Magical back at second, and then that makes Danny Mendick your new Larry Garcia, because Garcia's probably out for the season, and Mendick's been having a hell of a year. He's a great, <laughs> not, not the best defense, defender in the world but very serviceable and he's exactly he's had pretty much like a younger Larry Garcia um but I mean you got this guy in right field he's only had 45 at bats but he's batting 200 we've heard about his 500 foot home run so much I want to puke about it <laughs> but he has zero home runs three RBIs an OPS of 574 Ooh. his at bats are just brutal Oof. And I mean, his fielding's whatever, but when this lineup, when this team is fully healed, I mean, I, I want to see Jose Abreu, Nick Madrigal, Tim Anderson, Yohan Mankata, Aloy, Luis Robert, Adam Ingo in right field. Okay. I mean, right now, to me, that's that's your best nine. And catcher, it depends on who's pitching. And then you can interchange McCann and Grandal a catcher and then maybe give Edwin some days off at DH. Cause right now out of the white Sox DH hole, it's not that good. Right. By the way, so, speaking of grand all and overall, take everything into account. The, the start, the catching, the days off the back, the hitting. What are your feelings on grand all so far? I'm not as underwhelmed as some people are. I'm not like sitting here going, Holy shit. He's, very good. You know what I mean? Like it's, I think he's fine. I think um, I'm not like crazy impressed by it or anything, but I'm also not like worried, I guess. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. just, I, uh, I forget who it was. And like, I really disagreed with this one because I was thinking about a whole bunch of Cubs pitchers. And I'm like, I mean, they have like their personal catchers. I think I actually think it's our guy, Herb. I mean, love, I, I love Herb and all his, uh, most of his sucks thoughts. But 
except Teddy Mendick is going to take over second base from Madrigal. <laughs> I mean, hey, Danny Mendick is pretty much doing what you'd expect uh, Madrigal's ceiling to be on offense, hasn't he? Offense, yeah, but oh, on offense, yeah. yeah. Um, but he's talking about, uh, I think it was the against the Cardinals on Saturday, the first game of the doubleheader, when Giolito went out in the first inning and just like couldn't like throw a strike. And it was Grandal. And everyone's like, oh, well, it should have been McCann. Why isn't McCann? Everyone knows it's McCann. McCann needs to be his catcher. And Herb's point was like, if this guy can't like pitch to your to the like the number one or two best he's defensive two catcher, and he can't like catch with your num with your the highest paid free agent signing ever, then he's not an ace, which I can't really agree with because, I mean, when the Cubs signed John Lester, they literally signed David Ross just to be his personal catcher. Right. And then even right now, I mean, you Darvish has to pitch to uh, Caratini. So I don't really agree with that. But, is it, I mean, going to the playoffs where you, I mean, you signed Grandal because he's going to be your main guy. If, is that going right. to be a problem? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I threw it out there on Thursday because McCann was doing what he's been doing all season, timely hitting. Mm-hmm. And obviously we saw Lucas throw a, a gem, but I was like, can we just package Zach Collins and some prospects, get a fifth starter, and then not pick up Nomar's option and Edwin's option and use that money to sign McCann? <laughs> and right away I got met with you know a million people being like he wants to be a starter he doesn't want to do this committee shit and blah 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 and i mean winning i think will change a lot of that but i totally understand it i mean mccann he's a peacock you gotta let him fly uh anyone that gets that reference what's up but um good guys he's earned it he's earned it he's earned he should be the man on a team and they pay grindall grindall's gonna be the man i mean He's a little Grendel right now. His his career stats is he's a two forty one hitter with a seven ninety two OPS. Right now he's hitting two twenty two with a six sixty four OPS. So he is performing below his average. Um, could it be a slow start? It could be. It's only been twenty five games. Um, his defense has been there. He's been framing pitches. I think he's second best in the league right now at pitch framing. And I mean. He's going to need to – Lucas is either going to need to figure it out or they're going to need to figure out how to do uh, Simon McCann. The one thing that I do like about Yaz so far, I mean, it's nice that he brings that switch hitting bat to the lineup too, um, is his hitting has been timely though. And that's been an issue for these the White Sox with hitting with runners on base or especially in scoring position where it seems like Yaz has come up in some big spots. Um, I'm not giving up hope on him at all. I still think he. we're going to see – we haven't seen the best of him. We haven't even seen, like, average as yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, you know, he's been, he's been pretty bad. And Offens- I don't, yeah, offensively. And I don't want to make excuses for him, but, I mean, this is his first time going through American League. A lot of the time, this is the first time he's seen a lot of these pitchers. Like, I'm not trying to sit here and make excuses for him. He needs to be better. I mean, that's whatever. He needs to be better. But I'm also not freaking out. I mean, Kevin, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like, our attention span is terrible these days. You know what I mean? It's just he can come out Friday night against the Cubs and hit two home runs, and all of a sudden everyone, this was the best signing ever. You know, it's so I'm not too nervous about it. It sucks that McCann's not going to be on this team next year. What do you mean? There's no way, dude. 
One, Jerry, Jerry would have to pony up, which yep. don't hold your breath. And two, like I said, he deserves to be the man. He deserves to go somewhere. And that's why that's why you make the bigger move. And you're like, all right, yes. Thanks for the 40 games you played. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to talk about so and opening up money, yeah, you can. Uh... <laughs> yeah, there's no way that happens. I mean, it has to be. That's like the worst because he had the terrible second half last year. But this year, I mean, he's back to you know being that solid hitter. And that's the other thing that people have brought up. Okay, if he's not going to be on your team next year, why don't you trade him right now? Why it's peak and go and get a Lance Lynn. You know what I mean? Like to that, my rebuttal is. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And this whole two catcher system with these starters is working. And if you're going to try to make a run, I don't, I mean, I'd love for the White Sox to win the World Series, but realistically, like, you have to start to think do you think that your team's going to win the World Series or should you trade a guy like this? Like, this, this is a big decision they need to make and um, should be interesting coming up. I mean, but I mean, let's get, if you guys want, you want to start talking about Cub Sox? Real quick yes. though, before we move on, I, I gotta say I gotta shout this out, man, because it was probably there was a highlight of my morning. Um, on six seventy, the score, Lawrence Holmes had a at a at a nice. It was a pre-taped, I think, interview with Steve Stone, and talking about multiple pitching coaches on one staff. Talking about, I mean, if you get a chance to listen, man, it's a it's a fantastic insight into. I, I, honestly, Steve Stone is a. I I could say fifty percent of what I learned from baseball is Steve Stone. I learned from him listening to him constantly. He's one of the, he's the wisest color commentator there is. I, I will go to Helen back to say that. Um, but he, he was talking about all that stuff and it was a fan. It's a fantastic little interview segment. Um, and I, the best line coming from Steve stone was you don't want to use a foreign substance on the ball. That's why I recommend KY jelly. Cause it's made here in America. Like hilarious. Oh, hilarious. Steve. He was the best. Popping oh. a stogie. Pour a little glass of whiskey tonight. Sit down and just listen to Steve break shit down because there is nobody better in the game. And now he's trolling. Was it who's he trolling? Barstool, dude. He, I know <laughs> Steve has been a, a sassy little biatch. Uh, you know who's on Twitter? Icy Steve. Steve's in the Steve's the first one in line of uh, get Ricky Renteria the fuck out of here. And that's what Steve Stone's on. <laughs> yeah, he, he won't say it. We're not trying to say he said, but he's saying it. No, but he, he learned. He said he knows it. better. He knows better. He's saying it. <laughs> Silence is what, an, what a response. The guy set it up for him. He's like, You don't have to. I don't, I doubt you're going to respond to this because he it put was, it on a T for him. <laughs> he, he literally he didn't bunted. have to respond at all. He's like, Nope. And Steve's like, Yep, not going to do that because I don't want to get fired again. So, and now a word from our sponsors. We got three games in Wrigley Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, night game, night game, day game which I'm selfish and I want them all to be day games. Cause it's awesome. These day games when working from home have been fantastic, but, um, you missed the Friday afternoon games. Yeah. Um, for the white Sox, we got who Keiko. I think it's Keiko. TBA. No, 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 no. All the white Sox beat writers said it's diamond Dallas TBA cease. Oh, okay. I don't know who the TBA is yet. Uh, they could be doing what we said. They could be doing an opener bullpen day. Um, Matt Foster's time to shine. You know, he went, Again? To, he went to Alabama. Um, Alabama's finest, Matt Foster. And then on the Cubs side of thing, who we got? We got Lester. 
Foster, Hendricks, and then Darvish. Okay. I'd be White Sox pound lefties. So that should be Lester's been pitching really well this year though, hasn't he? Yes, but yeah. he's ready for that blow up game. Okay, and then Hendricks got well, Hendricks mowed through the White Sox for the first what four innings in that scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's been pitching. He's come back to earth, though. At home? Yeah, he's really only had uh, – it was like that start in uh, – what was Cincy. it? Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah. Hit around. Cincinnati. Terrible yeah. on the road. Pretty – or at least questionable on the road and fantastic at home. And this is well, at Wrigley, so. Yeah, he's on Wrigley. God, TBD. Then, he doesn't – I don't even recognize him. He doesn't look like the same kid I knew years ago. He's been working out. You've been pitching lights out, though. Darvish. You Darvish still see is going to be – Fantastic, I think. Dylan C's revenge game. It kind of sucks. At Wrigley. <laughs> so one of my best friends who I've coached with for 15 years now is getting married on Saturday. And my anniversary, my three-year anniversary with my girl is on Sunday. I'm going to be the most... Terrible planning on your part. I know. Right? I'm going to be the most <laughs> distracted. I'm, he's going to be like, is anybody here? Are you, you know, in? Have, have, no, no. But the, when they asked, I was almost, oh, it's almost the, the, I was almost using my reverend again, but no, the, uh, when they were like, anybody here have any, any doubts on this, you know, speak now or forever, hold your peace. And I swear to God, if it's like Javi hitting a double, I'm going to be like, yes. <laughs> and they're going to be like, sorry. No. I don't think, I don't think you have to worry about that with Javi. <laughs> It's true. Well, unless they throw something in her half. TBD is a nasty breaking away slider. But um, TBD and uh, TBA were getting a workout uh, between the Cubs and Cardinals this the middle of the week. True, true, true. I don't know how that guy uh, pitched all those innings. Um, but both teams are coming into this relatively hot. The Cubs had a good week. What they won four of the last five. They had a week that they got away with. I don't think it's a hot week. They're they're not playing great baseball right now. They're playing timely baseball. Their offense is very inconsistent. They can't score. A secret of success: load the bases, safety. No one's scoring. By the way, so yeah, so so two things though, and I know you, I know you are watching the Cubs, but for White Sox fans who haven't, and they want a little uh, prep for this weekend, clear your schedule for at least four hours (laughs) because. That's especially Sunday's game because you Darvish is taking forever, which is great. I love it. I don't care. Take as much time as you want between pitches because he's getting the job done. But you Darvish's start is going to be a guaranteed like four hour game, uh, and then probably at least three and a half for the other games, except for uh, oh maybe 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 not Hendricks. But uh, number two, don't get panicked if the White Sox load the bases against the Cubs. You're probably going to get out of the inning and like with no runs allowed. Because the Cubs are like, what was that set I shared? They were like five for 27. And I think they had a couple, or no, David Bowie did get the hit. So I think they're now six for 28 with the bases loaded, which is garbage. I think zero extra hits. So if, even when they're getting hits, it's just like single up the middle, maybe two run scores, but it's probably just one run score. So Cubs, terrible. And the thing is, the, the offense. Base running is, too, dude. Base running is. How many outs have we lost? We lost Schwarber at the plate in a game that ended up being a one-run game. It's they, they they're running. You know, I mean, I I don't hate the three-two one-out run, but it's not with the speed, dude. They've been punched out at second. They've cost themselves. They've been banged on the base pass at least five or six times in the last like maybe seven to ten days. That's not good. You can't be wasting base runners like that. And they're the, that was obviously when they were pressing a little bit more too. But the base running has been a little bit piss poor. I've been a little bit disappointed that over the last five to seven games. 
but there, it's I think it goes along with timely hitting. Like they're 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 over. They're not relaxing the max. They're overextending themselves a little bit, and they're chasing. It's not it's not great. Not great, Bob. How's the cup yeah. ten been looking? Better, better. Yeah, they, Craig Kimbrell. I mean, three in a row. Cause for concern early in Stop. the season. Craig Kimbrell is fucking back. No. <laughs> Three in a row. That's a winning streak. I'm not going to get fooled by like one thing. Craig Kimbrell is 99. What happened there? I don't know. But he's fucking back, though. Throwing facial (laughs) hair. It's Samson. Remember, like the the whole thing was like, well, no, we talked about it like a week ago or something, where they like fuck your changeup. Stop, stop doing that. Yeah. Then. He's been throwing like 97, 98, 99. The curveball is working. Guys are just frozen on his curveball. Late giddy up, high through. rise on that fastball too. Hmm. That fastball's got giddy up, and it's it's flipping up too. It's 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 great cause before because I mean he's still pitching up in the zone, and that's where he needs to pitch with the fastball. But before, yep. like he was throwing ninety five, and that ball is getting fucking drilled it's for flat. home runs. Now, even if it still is flat, or even if it's still right down the middle, you can make a mistake when you're throwing ninety eight, ninety nine. Right. And, and Late giddy up. You could see it too. It gets on those dudes quicker than they realize too. And we talked about it when we did our little that little the little hot heater shot uh, before the uh, Cardinal series on Monday. Aldo, that that he changed his delivery. He he altered his core. He altered how he lands, where he's stepping, and then he altered how he's twisting and popping his hips. And he's hiding the baseball just a little bit longer, so there's just a little bit more of a drag, and it's actually affecting positively, which is weird. Usually, when you have a drag, it's actually the opposite. He was overcommitting early. It looks like now that he's hanging back just a little bit longer from his break, it's it's affecting his 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 release point has gone up slightly. I think it went from like below five to like five point two five. He's changed that, and that, you know that was the only time in his, his most recent outings. Both times now, his release point has been above five. Um, he's there's a little bit of a change, and the it's the lower the, the changes to his lower body has affected what he does with his upper body. And obviously that obviously where the legs go, your body goes, obviously, and the core goes, your body goes. But he's made adjustments. They whatever they were doing in those side pens, they found something. And now he's found confidence to go along with that with three straight outings of, of solid performances. Craig Kimball so, with a beard, confident, you fucked. Well, that's the thing. The, the beard is growing back. And I'll go, I mean, I'm not all, I'm not hundred percent on the Craig Kimbrell is back, but I'm like almost there. Because I mean it's not just one, it's not just two, it's three where you just look He's looked like the old Craig Kimbrell, so that's very encouraging. Right now, the circle of trust for the bullpen is still Jeremy Jeffries, Rowan Wick, uh, Ryan Tapera, mm-hmm, and Casey Sadler, and then Kimbrell's slowly getting back there. So the Cubs have like four good options that you feel about. Yeah, Henry Winkler can go back to Fonzie. And then um, the Cubs had a similar situation with uh, Edward Alzali as they did with, uh, with the White Sox did with uh, Dean Dunning. Where he comes up and you know he made his debut last year was great in his first two outings and he got hit around in Pittsburgh and then he had like a biceps injury and then he really didn't pitch the rest of the year. But he comes back and this is a guy we've been hearing about for like three years now. Like I think after 2017 it was like, hey, keep this guy on your radar because he's going to be in the rotation soon. But then he like suffered a whole bunch of injuries and kept getting delayed. But I mean, I, they sent him back down too and. They're, they're going to bring him up because, I mean, there's no point of wasting his roster spot because he just pitched. So it's not like he's going to be available in the next five days anyway. Right. But he'll be back. He's going to be back up. He should, he, he needs to be like a, 
Because right now, Tyler Chatwood, I don't know when Tyler Chatwood was coming back. He has a bad back, and he went, he's going to go see a back specialist. So that doesn't sound great. Never good. Yep. No. Alec Mills had his first, like, uh, Alec Mills' bad start. But, I mean, that that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But if you have Alizley, that's that's a guy where you can't still start Mills and be like, hey, go out there. If he doesn't have it, pull him. If he looks great through like four innings, great. Don't have him out there for the third time through in the lineup. Get Alizley in there. Mm-hmm. So that's encouraging. Alizley looks so, looks so good. Everything is working. The fastball, the curveball. The I guess curveball the curveball. Nice. I saw the pitching ninja. The mm-hmm. curveball. He. Uh, I guess last year was a little different where he's doing more spin, but now he's throwing it harder. So he's getting like less spin right off the bat, but it's more perceived spin. Interesting. Because uh, he's throwing it like two miles per. I think I was, I was two miles per hour faster on his curveball. And then the changeup against the changeup, he's just using it just to mix in. He's not really using that as much as he did last year. But he looks great. That was that was just so fucking huge. Because like what we've been saying for the Cubs for like the past four years, they can't develop any pitching. Mm-hmm. I just want any of these guys to be fucking good. And it, I mean, pan out. <laughs> Anyone just get outs for that the Cubs actually like, developed and that Azalea looks like the guy. So he's going to come up whenever he's called up next, he should stay for good. The bullpen, I mean, they have four four guys they trust right now, and then Kimbrell got to feel a lot better than we did like a week ago. So I think it's, I, I did, I'm looking at some, some interesting numbers here, Zoe, considering you were talking about Grandal and, and McCann earlier. Of those two, and both of them have at least 11 at-bats apiece against John Lester. Who do you think has the most success against John Lester? I'm going to go with McCann. Absolutely, 364. You asked that question. I know he, he um, is actually the most successful White Sox hitter against John Lester, followed by Abreu. Uh, Anderson sucks against him, 167. And Canarcion, 143. Grandal, 167. Eloy's Ofer. Nomar's Ofer. Uh, Moncada's 273, not bad. Lubob's obviously never faced him. Mm-hmm. Um so they're rocking lefties. This should be interesting to see if some of their, they're going to break out of some of their old habits. And speaking of lefties, back with the, just one last thing with the Cubs bullpen, they have no left-handed relievers. Kyle Ryan is the only lefty, and I don't want him in a game where it fits close at all because he's been well, mad. Well, I mean, terrible. besides cheating, that worked for the Astros. <laughs> what? Worse is what Keuchel's done to the Cubs. A, there's only two guys that have had more than ten, more than four at bats, more than three at bats against him, other than Kipnis, who's hitting two fourteen against him in fourteen tries, Kipnis and uh, Mother Fegger, Mother Fegger out there, Josh Fegley, one eighty two in twenty two at bats. But that's Kipnis about his career. Two, at least two home runs this weekend, just because he's Jason Kipnis and he's a Sox killer. Oh, KB's, that's right. KB's two for three. Wilson's two for three. Yeah. Albert's one for two. Jason. KB's Kip- J- Jason, Chris and Wilson have both gone deep against Keiko as well. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Chris Bryant, Javier Baez. So Chris Bryant got the court. Uh, we're guessing it's there. I guess he didn't uh, specify, but he got a shot in his hand, wrist mm-hmm. area. So he was out. I hope that he's back Friday. They they said that's the earliest that he can be back. They're going to check him. Don't, don't rush him back. You got Bodie or whatever the hell. Oh, God. Uh, I mean, if Chris Bryant isn't fucking healthy, I don't want him playing because he's yeah. Been terrible. So it's if he's not good, I don't want him in the lineup either. Right. Uh hopefully the shot fixed. Uh, I mean, you're looking just, at a you're looking at a wrist injury. And again, I you know, I know nothing. I see nothing. I hear nothing. I think it's I think he's got like a an impact fracture. I think it's an impact fracture. Um he's got I, I think he's got 
I think he's got tendon issues in his in his ring finger still. Uh, you know, maybe those maybe he's got a couple tears there. The dude tried to play, didn't work. I mean, it's it's hard. But if you're at seventy five percent and you're not as good as someone else with their hundred percent, you need to step back. That I mean, I know being a team guy is being a team guy, but mm-hmm. the shot should help. Remember last time when he had the shot? Was it the shot for his knee? He absolutely tore it up for a bit. So perhaps he'll go in there like you know Tony Montana after he does a mount of cocaine and he's you know you shoot him a hundred times and he's still going to keep going. But that's a uh, that's a that's a thing to keep an eye on for the rest of the season. The kid was playing through incredible pain, and again, you don't want to see a guy get crapped on by idiot meatball fans but he's been taking a lot of heat for being soft and i could swear to you that none of those bastards that give him and call him soft could even play a round of Fortnite with the pain that he was going through to play so the shot should help but i'm just tired of that kind of slander whereas i don't know what hobby's excuse is other than being a selfish swinger right now he's not adjusting he's not making changes he's he looks like shit up there he looks terrible he's frustrating because it's getting worse. And every time he strikes out, it looks like it compounds. And I know, although you're not a big body language guy, but I am as a coach, you look at body language and you could tell where a guy's head's at. And every time he pops out and flings his bat up in the air and it, you know, he does a bat flip for a pop out cause he's frustrated or he stands at the plate for, you know, 15 seconds after he strikes out looking on a ball right down the cock. That's a problem. And I, I, I don't, I'm not going to say it just shows me that he's not right right now either in his head. Because his body language tells you everything when he's going hot too. When he's going hot, he's grooving, man. He's moving around. He's he's happy, he's smiling. He's yep. he ain't smiling. He ain't having fun, and he's compounding it a little bit because he refuses to let a ball get deep and go the other way. When he is good, like he was last year, especially for the big parts of his runs, he was driving the baseball right center. He was pushing the ball middle gap away. Right now, if you throw a ball on the outer half, he's toast. He may, that's what I'm saying with off speed. He is. I think he's got. What did I say? Was it yesterday? Two hits all season on an off speed pitch. Everything he's basically gotten has been on fastballs, and that's he's bad. A tough time with Keiko, then. Yep. Um, so, so that's, that, that, I'm telling you, Friday. That's I have no clue. I I don't think the Cubs are going to win that first game. Uh, well, you know the the whole body language thing. Like, no, you're right. But like at the same time, it's like, I, of course he's not going to look great when he's fucking sucks right now. Like, so that's why I don't. I mean, but yeah, you're right. It, and I mean, everyone said it. it he is not having fun because he. Because he's oh. been fucking brutal. Yeah. brutal. No he doesn't wear. He's starting to wear the. No he's starting to wear no a little bit. Like, was Chris Bryant looking like he was having fun when he was one for twenty? No. <laughs> so like that's everyone. So yeah. Yeah, but with so, Chris, you barely would know if if someone punched Chris in the nuts, you'd probably not know it because he's not. His body language is almost so in tune. He, I, I mean, you can tell a little bit with his face, but you, Javi's body oh, language is so expressive. I looked out in the air after checking, and he's like, "Oh fuck me!" Yeah, looks, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing; like, he yeah, doesn't even. Want to it. But going back to with Baez and the that I think it was his last strikeout uh, in Game Two last night, or maybe in the first game, I forget, where it was just like a curveball down the middle, and he was just like standing there, and like that's just a guy who's just overthinking right now, mm-hmm. just thinking too much about it, just not. He was just completely guessing. Like, he's chasing, a, he's chasing curve. balls that are eight to ten inches off the plate too. It's, like what are it's you saying? He's taking fastballs down the middle. He's just chasing as like a foot outside. He's swinging through fastballs up. It's pitches, pitches that he would normally crush. Like there's there's some cur- or hanging curveballs and hanging sliders where he's just popping up to center field. And it's like it's just he isn't right. And with that Terrible. said though, I think he made progress, albeit. He's still caying too much, but I feel like he made progress in his last two ball games. I felt like he was just missing as opposed to completely missing. He was popping up to the right side. He was maybe not rolling over as much because he was letting, he was a late a few times. He was late. Now, Javi does 
power pitchers own Javi, by the way, if you guys didn't have looked at the splits, but he does not fare well against power pitchers. Anybody that's throwing 95 or higher actually has more success against Javi than someone that throws 94 or less. He has a finesse pitchers. He owns power pitchers. He does not. And um, that's over the course of his career, not just like some like knee jerk reaction. That's, that's a legitimate stat. He also sucks in August and September. He's never hit higher than 245, And I believe if I'm, if I'm looking at this right in the month of August ever in his career, um, I think the best, uh, yeah, that's his best. So it's, it, we were hoping he would get the beginning of the season hobby when he comes out of the gate, just like a bull and just destroys everything and sit like 400 for weeks. He hasn't done that yet. Chris hasn't done that yet, but I'm going to pay him a super huge compliment. Both of those dudes are playing fantastic defense, despite the fact that they have not been getting it done at the plate. Good job. That's something you got to keep harping on because guess what? Nobody else is hitting either. And the pitchers are throwing well when you're playing good defense, you're still in a ball game. Schwarber's not great. Willie's not great. Uh, you know, I mean, everyone wants to suck. You know, people have been rubbing themselves out now for another two years on a David Bodie you know, game winning homer because two years ago he had a grand slam and people have been rubbing themselves out since that one. The guy's hitting 220. Let's not like, let's keep things in perspective. He's not been great, but he did have two fantastic game winning RBIs over the last few games. People just, they, 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 I, I, I've, if I've seen it enough on the web, people are like, oh, is David Bodie ready? It's time to trade Chris Bryant because David Bodie's ready. It's like, Relax, dude. Hitting two twenty. It's like Nico Horner should be leading off. Nico's on base percentage is lower, so it's just one of those kind of things where people just the perception is different. But they're both playing good defense. They're both going to snap out of it sooner or later. Javi's, I think Javi's going to cl- be close. I, again, I feel like he's just on that verge of if he just can get his just chill a bit and let that ball travel. Stop being so impatient and maybe just strafe a ball. He needs something. Maybe drop hell, drop a bunt down, Javi. Fuck, I don't care. Do something. Just snap it out. Pull your pocket out. Wear your hat crooked. You know, wear a weird T-shirt that you love from like when you were like 16 years old. Do something that gets your head. Just change, make that turn that page over, and he'll be fine. And they're all going to be fine. I'm not worried, but I just it's just people freak out because it sucks. They're not playing well. This is the worst I've seen both of them since well since Javi's rookie year. Worst I've seen him, and then this is worst I've ever seen Chris. The I mean I'm all like long term. I guess I'm not really that concerned about bias, but. I, as the guy who loves to go back and say that Albert Moore has been like the worst hitter since uh, like July 2018, Javier Baez has been bad since May of last year, <laughs> which is very concerning because mm. that's like four months of a year now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, and that's another thing where I think he had a heel injury. He never went on the injured list. And then he fucked up his hand, I think, in September, missed most of September. So not, not great. Uh, but yeah, no, he just, I don't know hopefully the day off on Thursday because Cubs didn't play on Thursday, clear his head, just get away. Mm-hmm. Don't think about it. I think he had a, what was it? I forget which one of the games he didn't play uh, where Horner started at shortstop, but man, he, he just looks completely lost up there. Mm-hmm. Not, not great. It's just interesting to watch. Oh, Ian Ham going down. Yeah, going Ian King. So All Ian right. Ham may or may not be the best player in Chicago right now. Mm-hmm. Statistically, statistically, stats don't lie. Statistically, right. he's the fourth best player in Major League Baseball right now. Right. Oh, man's hot. Man's hot. Right. Now. He's been hot since last September. So I remember. So we, we shared it. We compared Eloy Jimenez versus Ian Happ. Yep. And we we're like, w- watch out for Happ. Happ. <laughs> no, but uh, obviously, great job by Happ. And this is the thing where he was sent down. He was sent down for more than half the season last year when he was a guy who the year before was starting on opening day. Mm-hmm. He 
So he got humbled to just the core because he, he, this is a guy who was up for a year and a half starting most of the time. And they're like, buddy, you need to go back to AAA for like four right. months. So, but he's been great ever since he's hitting the ball. I mean, he's like, I know he's, I think he has like an okay numbers against right-handed pitching, but he's also had some like atrocious looking strikeouts uh, batting from the right side. But man, Outside of like just him not being able to field a line drive straight at him, which is can be a problem. Um, game. If if the Cubs can combine, if we need to like if we can morph Albert Omar's defense with Ian Happ, you know we the Cubs would have Mike Trout, but we're not there yet in technology. That's that's what the Cubs needs to develop next. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. All right, let's talk show wagers. All right, let's wrap this up here. So. I saw the caddy for the winner. Carries okay. back for 18 holes. Obviously, we can't do that, but I thought that was a good one. Oh, yeah. um, I want you to caddy for me in the middle of the day in August <laughs> in Arizona. I will die. Um, or Las Vegas. But we obviously have to do something that involves video. Well, although you had something. You had a plan. Let's hear your plan. Okay. We all live on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I know, I, I know it went extreme last time when you guys were doing uh, the Blackhawks versus uh, the Knights. And I, I jokingly said, loser can't tweet for a month. Right. I, I, I wouldn't be able to handle that when the Golden Knights, you know, destroyed the Blackhawks. I would not have been okay with that. I needed, I need Zoe in my life. Let's say I need Zoe the, Cubs, the Cubs win series. Zoe for like two weeks. You can only tweet about the Cubs. In the positive way. He already does that, though. No, 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 no. He can only tweet about the Cubs. I can't tweet about the White Sox. Not tweet about the Sox. And when when the Sox fans start tweeting at you, like, "Hey, what the hell's going on?" You can't say. <laughs> you have to. You just have to direct him back at this podcast. Be like, "I don't know, man. Just you got to listen to the end of this podcast." Going to cost still like a thousand followers. <laughs> that, this is. This, I mean. I think he wants me to name his kid, is what I think. I'm going to be just, I'm going to be like, hey, uh, Jihalito looking great out there, and just not pay, not tweet about the Cubs at all if it's vice versa. So that's one. Okay. (laughs) And you can't, you can't even be sarcastic about it. You can't go hint, hint, I have to do it because of a bet. The only thing you can do like, man. Tim An- or Ian Happ looks way better than Tim Anderson, even though they're both playing really. It's like you're 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 uh, Cubs fans out for a week. Okay. What about? Um, and then again, it would be vice versa for us. You know, uh, Kevin would have to be like, man, uh, you know, Jose Bray looks like the best uh, first baseman in Chicago, or something like that. <laughs> okay. What? And then I, I would have to do the same thing. I'd just have to like start tweeting out videos and gifts of the White Sox and be like, "This is fucking fun as hell. Go Sox!" All right. What, what else about what about profile pics? Can we can we Photoshop? What can we Photoshop? A Photoshop of like say if if the White Sox Kevin win. does not want to compliment the White Sox. The, Kevin's no, like, no, with that. no, no. I I compliment them all the time. Actually, probably more than I have in the last like two months than I've in my entire damn life. Actually, it's pretty embarrassing. My dad's about to disown me. So uh, the, uh, the I like the idea of maybe photoshopping like you know if the White Sox win the series, so can Photoshop me and Aldo's head, you know, on the body of of a. Uh, wearing a Sox jersey. Sox jerseys, and and I'll have to, we'll have to make those as our profile pics. We can. Can really embarrass us. Uh, I can do the profile pics because 
I'm going to tell you right now, if we do the no tweeting about the White Sox thing, I'm going to fuck up. Yeah, I'm going yeah, to train. I'm going to get drunk or I'm going to do I'm just or, or, okay. You can still tweet about the socks, but it can't be anything positive. So you can only highlight anything negative that happened. Well, that actually <laughs> probably not as easy as I think it'd be really easy for like, like eight. if the socks win, like if the socks win, like, I don't know who they're playing next week. And like, it's like a great game, but you know, like, like Eloy strikes out one time, you have to be like after the game, like great win, but you know Eloy striking out in the fifth was terrible. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking like we're gonna do like a video of like me dumping like water on my head that's filled with ice or something. Or... Oh, that'd be great! It's a thousand degrees where we live, Kevin. That's I know. So that's why. <laughs> Shut up! I'm just trying to. Uh, all right, so one we'll do the first part of it is profile picks. Profile pictures. Should we uh, pick a player? Who does Zoe has? To... I'm gonna put Zoe's head on Fegley's body or Almora's body. I think Zoe I mean Zoe could be on Kimbrel's body. They both have very, very, really, really fantastic facial hair. You wouldn't even notice. Um, Zoe, you have to do a pin tweet about how Javier Bias has the best tags ever and how. Okay. Uh, okay. We have to pin a tweet that says "Blankety Blank is the best shortstop in Chicago." There you and go. Leave that pinned. I yep. like that. Leave that. It's gonna be hilarious if the Cubs win the series, but like Baez goes like over ten with seven strikeouts, but so <laughs> still has to pin that tweet. And like, and that's the thing is like, right. you can't respond and be like, I lost the bet. You just have to respond like, no, he yeah, is. You can't acknowledge it. You can't no, acknowledge the bet at all. So now, let's take it down on a single level. After every game, what is what is our post game per game of the three game series? Penance or? Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. So for the series. The winner gets to pick the loser's profile pick. Mm-hmm. And let's just say the winner gets to write the loser's pin tweet, but it has to be baseball related. And, be Cub related. and it has to be pinned for one month. One month. Okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. yeah. Let's oh. the, re- yeah, the rest of the regular season. Or until the next like- – wait, don't they have another series? Oh, yeah. We got another. So till the next so, Cup. Till the next, the next series. The the or that's the end of the season. Yeah. Perfect. Um, and then for a game by game basis, I don't know. I don't want to like, I was going to say like, you can go buy a bottle of Malort, but that's pointless. That's a waste of money. Um, I don't know. Loser has to, I'm good with like, I'm a terrible chugger, but chug a beer or something like they have to like do a, they have to go on Periscope and say like, they have to do like a five minute segment about how great, I would have to do like how great the Cubs were that night. And then you have to finish it by pounding a beer. Okay. Yeah. All right. That works. All right. Now do you, do we call, do we get to choose the beer? I mean, we, we regional, uh, we don't get oh, old style out here. Right. So. And I can't, I'm not going to run to the liquor store and buy a six pack of bullshit just to chug one. <laughs> chug a fat tire. Probably. Natty light. Probably. That's fine. And, and the Periscope video gets retweeted by the Pinwheels account. Ew. So wait, now this sucks because the intern's not here to be a part of this. No. So it really, it feel, it, me and Aldo, there are going to be two videos if the Cubs can't take care of business compared to yep. the one for the White Sox. So mm-hmm. maybe you chug two beers? I can do that. <laughs> that's take fine. One for the, take one for the intern? The Sunday beers are going to hurt, but that's fine. I feel good about Friday. Saturday's a toss-up. Because TBA is pitching, I'll be at a wedding. I'll be chugging beer anyway. Don't feel I'll, I'll, I'll step out. I'll be holy shit. If the White Sox win on Saturday, I'm going to be stepping out and doing a five minute periscope, 
sharp dressed. I'm gonna look good. I'm gonna be socially distancing out, but I can't. Well, no, actually, no, because I want the Cubs to win, so I don't want to do that on Saturday. <laughs> so I hope the Cubs still win on Saturday. Yes, I can't but, wait to see you chug beers, though. I don't think I've seen you chug a beer. I'm not a good chugger. I'm a good Does drinker. Be like Aaron Rodgers. Chugger. Good drinker. Not Aaron a good Rodgers. No, I'm a little better than that. A little better. Oh, and I will, way, I will speaking of beer, shout out beer. to uh, our friends at Sox on 35th. South nice Die. Uh, basically, what I'm saying is if you send me free shit, I will use it on this show. Um, but, yeah. All right. That's fine. I think this is a very reasonable and fun show bet. Oh man! I and we got We got By the way, before you chug, if the Cubs win, you've got to go. Go Cubs, go! I hate Crack, chug. Now, what am I saying for? What do we say for the White Sox? It would be go, so change, go, change go, the game. Go, go, go White Sox! Yeah. <laughs> They're Straight like nineteen thirty four song. I don't know. I don't know. You just basically you have, your periscope has to be like I'd have to sit there and be like, "Wow, did Javi Baez look good?" And you have to no, like, no, no, so you have to be happy as hell. And they're like, man, how are you guys looking like yeah. the best shorts in baseball? Maybe like, I mean, like a joke. I wish he was with the Sox. Like, uh, yeah. I don't mean this in any offensive way, but you basically have to be shy Sox fan Mike. It's funny. <laughs> it's it's going to be like, <laughs> and we're, we're saying this now, but we're going to be so pissed after the loss that any one of us are going to look at like, like that kid that got punished in the in the kitchen that had to do the Fortnite dances. Mm-hmm. That's going to be us chugging the <laughs> White Sox. They did a great job. <laughs> Ah, and then you're chugging on the air. No, because Kevin, come on, you know us. We're gonna be pissed off at the Cubs, so we're we're gonna just trash them anyway. That's, like that's these a- fucking jackasses couldn't get a hit with the bases loaded again. <laughs> yeah. Fuck them, and then. But yeah, <laughs> and we're gonna need the beer anyway, so it's actually beneficial yeah. for us. In a, in a well, before you drink it, you gotta you know, like say like go Sox go or go Cubs go or whatever. <laughs> I cannot wait. I I now know I have a tweet now in mind for Zip. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. All right. So it should be an interesting series. I'm going to pretty much go out on a limb and say you should be following all three of us and definitely following at Pinwheels Ivy Pod. It's going to be a fun weekend. Uh, when I'm not doing that's going to be fun. I hope the Sox went on Saturday because I got a bunch. I got my parents coming over. I got to put together furniture. <laughs> um, uh, it'll be at night. It'll be fine. I'll be done by then. But uh, it'll be a fun. That's gonna be the U Darvish for the game. It's gonna be like a six-hour game. I thought the U Darvish game's on Sunday. Oh yeah, yeah. It is. Um, so yeah, make sure you're following us. Always like, rate, review the pod. Uh, our special guest Zeus is getting real pissed off at me because I was supposed to feed him like 20 minutes ago. So that's why he's sitting there just growling at me. Um, but yeah, so for Aldo, Kevin, I'm Zo. Cubs Sox series this weekend. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be a good time. We'll talk. Well, you'll be seeing a lot of us this weekend. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Straight rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the bar game. 
This is what you're waiting for, yeah. This is what you're waiting for. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Put it on boy. Every season make it all change. Take me out to the bar, yeah. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season make it all change. Every season make it all change.